We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys. What's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right. Enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. What do you think about the Laker team now? You follow the box scores of the games every day. Just the Lakers. You're kidding. That is really a compliment. I was pleased to see you smile at the top of our show because once the game starts, you have a game face. You don't smile much out there. I don't think you have to do things for money anymore. Correct. What's up, Laker fans? Welcome to Laker Film Room Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Pete, joined as always by Darius. Today we're going to start the show a little differently than we normally do. I just have a few things to say on the whole front office situation, and I wanted to articulate a complete thought. And then Darius will riff off of whatever I have to say. He hasn't heard any of it, but there are just some things that I wanted to get off of my chest. As more and more time passes, the more apparent it becomes that... Rob Palenka is going to stay in charge of the Lakers. There have been reports this week from the LA Times that they don't aren't looking to replace Magic Johnson with anyone. And that's met with understandable disappointment from Laker fans, including myself. What's particularly frustrating about that is that the Lakers could have pretty much anyone. Some of the top executives in the league are interested in this particular job, and that's just not a direction that Jeannie Buss wants to go in. So I wanted to start with her. I think we're learning a lot about what's important to her in this process when you can have anyone, you know, from our Laker fan perspective, all we want is the Lakers to win. We want the Lakers to be run well, competent, and build an organization in which they can win games. And they have a lot of built-in advantages to be able to do that. And they are not capitalizing on them, and that's particularly frustrating. I think that this particular set of circumstances illuminates what's important to Jeannie. When you can have anybody and you don't choose competence 
what are you choosing? And I think that in her case, she's choosing familiarity, comfort, and her perception, at least, of loyalty. I don't think that Palenka is necessarily loyal to anyone. I think it's a matter of whatever loyalty he's fostered in Jeannie and whatever belief that he's fostered in her, that he's loyal to her, I think is a matter of convenience. The Lakers have been broken for a long time now, and it's just getting easier and easier to see. And I think recent events have gotten us a lot closer to meaningful change. You know, I'm not here to talk myself or anyone else into Rob Palenka sticking around being a good thing. I do think that it's impressive on some level that he won this bit of power play, that he has put himself in the position that he's in, and that's notable. But, you know, Darius always likes to say that every business is a people business, and Palenka being so thoroughly despised around the league is going to be a problem at some point. And that's before you even get to the talent evaluation or anything like that. The good news, I think, is that if Palinka falls on his face, I think he's going to get let go a lot earlier than Magic Johnson would have been let go if he would have done the same. And all of the crosshairs are going to be pointed at Jeannie Buss with everyone already wondering aloud of what the heck are the Lakers doing with all of this? So I think the Lakers are in a better place than they were two weeks ago with Magic stepping down. I think they're in a less chaotic place. And I think they've actually done a fairly good job of keeping a tight lip on what's going on in terms of their front office search. And hey, there's nobody more than me who hopes that we're listening back on this in a week saying, you know, I... I went overboard and I was premature and the Lakers went out and hired one of the best execs in the game. I don't think that's how this is going to go, but I do think the Lakers are in a better place because I think this is the step before some meaningful change can happen. So I just wanted to kind of articulate all of that in one place at at once and feel free, Darius, my man, to, to go off on that in any direction you want. So you know me well from the standpoint of how I like to look at situations and evaluate. One of the things that I feel like, and maybe this is sometimes to my detriment as well, is that I'm consistently trying to put myself in the shoes of the people who are tasked with making decisions and trying to understand perspective on why things are going a certain way that they're going and ultimately trying to find the logic in that the stuff with Rob Palinka and Jeannie Buss and her sort of seemingly leaning on him more and more at this point is something I've been trying to wrap my hands and wrap my head around ever since it started to look like Rob was going to fill that power vacuum that existed when when Magic Johnson left so I'm sort of on the same page as you within the idea that I think that Rob Plinka is here to stay. I don't think he would be tasked with hiring a new coach if Jeannie Buss was actually going to hire someone who was going to be above him. Right. I think we can point our fingers and, and criticize Jeannie Buss however much we want. I just don't think that that is what she would do considering she has the opportunity now to actually say, well, we're going to hire a top basketball executive to oversee all of basketball operations. But first, we're going to hire a coach. Right. It's completely out of order. Let let me ask you this, Darius. What is the argument for Palenka from Jeannie's perspective? understanding that you don't have all of the information that Jeannie has and that you are not 
actually in her shoes, but to the best of your abilities, why do you think she is doing this? Well, I think that he was hired for a reason to begin with. So let's take take a step back. The reporting that has sort of been out there is that Magic Johnson was hired first, right, as a consultant. And then Jeannie fired her brother, Jim Buss, and Mitch Kupchak and elevated Magic Johnson to the president of basketball operations. Almost simultaneously, it was said that Rob Polinka was someone who they were looking at to fill the general manager position. But that move actually didn't take place for a little while because he had to sort of dissolve his agency and everything that went with that from his player representation hat. It's also unusual in that Magic did not pick Polinka, or at least that doesn't appear to be the case. It doesn't seem like it was Magic's idea. Right. I think the best reading of this is is that it was probably Jeannie's idea mm-hmm. and that she got Magic on board with that. Or it was Jeannie's idea and then there was sort of collaborative thought partnership between Magic Johnson and Jeannie Buss that concluded that he would be the right person for this specific job. That's fair. I don't think Rob Palenka would have been hired if Magic Johnson was pushing back super hard. That's a good point, too. Right. I just don't think that the first big move that happens while Magic Johnson is president of basketball operations is something that he did not want. Like days after he's hired. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't see that. Now, maybe I'm naive to that. People can frame it as Palenka wasn't Magic's pick, and it's fine to frame it that way, I just don't believe that you then extrapolate that to mean that Magic Johnson was against it. So when you're asking me what I think is Jeannie's motivation here, I think that she thought Rob was a perfectly good hire to begin with. Rob is someone that's left and she continues to have full trust in him. Looking at it from the same viewpoint that she had 18 months ago, when he was brought into the fold in the first place. Lakers fans and a lot of people who are sort of throwing in ideas about this are the Lakers should be cleaning house. And I don't think Jeannie Buss sees it that way, obviously. The the way that I think she sees it is that she just sort of took this kick to the stomach by Magic Johnson, who resigned in in a way that was just unprofessional and did not go to her first and there was not an exit strategy or anything that you would have hoped from someone who was going to step down in the manner in which he's stepped down. And what she's looking at is, well, we have someone in place who I think is qualified in order to make basketball decisions. How can we now build around this person to bolster the front office and continue on the direction that I think was a good direction for the team to go in. Remember, all of the comments that Jeannie Buss has had on the record about this season have basically been supportive of the direction of the team while understanding some of the things that are results-based in terms of record and not making the playoffs and, and all of that were mostly related to injuries. So Rob Palenka remains... Jeannie clearly has trust in and belief in Rob Palinka, and she has circled the wagons. Like, just go back to all of the quotes 
like the fake news quote, right? And Jeannie Buss sort of saying that one of the Lakers' sort of biggest problems this season was how they recovered. I tend to believe that Jeannie Buss has sort of backed herself in to a corner in that she has surrounded herself with Rob Palinka and with her other people who are in her circle within the Lakers organization. And if I'm putting myself in her shoes, the noise around Rob Palinka right now is just more noise. And it would be very surprising to me if she were to sort of say, huh, maybe Rob Palinka is not the right guy for the job because I'm hearing all of these news reports that he is untrustworthy. There are people who are close in Jeannie Buss's circle, people whose opinions she respects and values, who say that Rob Palinka's probably worth the investment. And the people who are saying that he's not are people who Jeannie Buss could probably give a damn about. I don't know of a better way to frame this besides she's just sort of sticking to her guns and insulating herself in a way where she is sort of just pivoting and and paring off like all criticism right now because she probably just sees it as piling on now is that the right tack to take i don't believe it is but if i'm looking at this from i'm trying to put myself in genie bus's shoes that's what i see do you think i'm wrong no i think that's exactly what it is i also think that if you are entrusting your organization to two people and one of them quit, your first instinct is not to shoot the other guy, right? Like, <laughs> you you may even lean on him more than you did before because the other guy is gone. Um, I don't believe that that's the right way to handle it, of course, but I, I do think that that is probably along the lines of what's happening. Now, the thing that maybe this is a misperception on my end and on the behalf of Laker fans, but... I was under the impression that Magic Johnson was the guy who was in charge, and I think to some degree he was, especially over the big decisions and whatnot, but I also think that he was fairly absentee, and you know, whenever there's a vacuum, something's going to fill it, and Rob Palenka, I think, very much did that, so Rob Palenka may have very well been in charge of, of a lot of the the organization my understanding this is not something that i can know but from what i've been told is that palink is the guy who took care of a lot of the smaller deals and would present like different options to magic right so he's got say at the trade deadline five six different potential trades and that's what he runs by magic he's not the guy saying yes or saying no but he's kind of the guy who's creating the menu for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. And there's power in that, right? The ability to say these are your options and determine what those options are. I think Magic, in terms of how he handled this job, was very much someone who kind of swooped in and would make his opinion known and would make it happen. And that's why he was honestly the guy that I was I was more afraid of what Magic would do to this organization than what Polinka would do because I don't think Polinka has enough juice to be able to run roughshod all over it. I think if he sucks, he's going to get fired, right? At the end of the day, though, I'm still just tremendously disappointed that the Lakers can have anyone. And bro, like how many teams are in this type of position to be able to have anyone that they want and they end up going with the guy that 
probably no other organization hires. It's just such a, a way of blowing the built-in advantages that you have to say, and Rob Palenka may end up being great at this job. I'm extremely skeptical, and I he does not have my benefit of the doubt, but that's not really the point, right? Like, if you can have a Bob Myers, if you can have a Masayu Jiri, if you can have any or, or just about any executive that you want, and the guy that you choose is Rob Palenka, that tells me that what she prioritizes is different than what I prioritize. She prioritizes somebody who's in the inner circle and just somebody who's standing within proximity of you for long enough is not a good enough reason to give them power. So, so let me push back against something. Hold, hold, let, me, let, me, let me take us to break real sure. quick. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there's no medical exam for policies covering under a million dollars. No hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S, getethos.com. All right, so you wanted to push back a little bit on on this whole idea. Well, so I want to say, are we sure that the Lakers could hire anyone they want? So I'm not sure, but like everyone's texting each other. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? Right. And so the rumor mill is very heavy. Like some of the big boys are interested in this job. That's what I've heard. Maybe it's wrong. No, like, so I'm not saying it's, it's right or, or it's wrong. I'm wondering if we're sure. Well, okay. But does it matter if they're not even looking? They're not even looking for those guys. Now, maybe they blow our minds in the next week, and they have been looking all along, and this leaky organization has been able to keep a lid on all of this. Color me friggin' skeptical about that, though. Before you even start to look, you have to be ready to give up on what you have in place. Because you and I both know, and if you and I know this, then Jeannie Buss knows this as well, that... A pursuit of Bob Myers, a pursuit of Masai Ujiri, a pursuit of any one of the top, top names. That That is basically, you are writing your check to say goodbye to Rob Palinka. I'm not saying that the Lakers aren't yet looking. I'm saying that I'm wondering if the equation that Jeannie Buss is doing in her head is basically this. If I cannot get one of these guys to come, then I have lost one of the only people in the organization who I continue to trust to actually do this job. And if I lose that person, then I definitely have to hire someone else or elevate from within and elevate from within probably people who she does not yet think are capable of doing this job or search for outside people who are not likely up to the level that you think the current person in the job either is or will get to or that you don't trust them enough like you trust a person who's already there but what in the world would that be based on man what in the world would would that like i have so so the trust thing i can't speak to that right but the this like what is her standard what is her 
basis of evaluation in which she spits out the result of, I trust Rob Polinka more than the possibility of any of these guys saying yes to this job. I think that like, it's one thing to be like, oh, maybe we can't get this one guy for this individual reason, but we don't even look for anybody else because then I'm going to lose Polinka, because, who is very precious to me and a rare commodity. What makes him that? What makes him that guy that she trusts, that rare commodity that doesn't even make the search for another guy worth it? And that is the unanswerable question, right? That's the thing that there is currently no reporting on that. And we have no sources on that. And this is where Jeannie's reputation ends up in the crosshairs. Because people like you and I or other sort of um, informed observers and longtime observers of this organization... They are wondering why she would not extend this search out, right? And they have clearly done the same value proposition that I just played out in their own heads. And they're thinking the same thing that you just thought and said out loud as well, right? Like, what is your allegiance to this person? And this is where none of us can speak for Jeannie and all we'd be doing is taking a stab at it, right? And I'm not going to sit here and play armchair psychologist with someone who I've never met in person. Right, exactly. I just think that, again, if I'm putting myself in her shoes, that is, to me, the most logical thought process that is playing out, that is leading the Lakers down the path that they're going down right now. And... To me, and I think to you, that's likely a miscalculation. I would prefer that she clean house, that she open up the search. She's clearly not there. That's got to be frustrating to you, right? Because I'm, I'm assuming you're in the same place that I am. The thing about it being a miscalculation or your perception that what she's doing is a miscalculation is it, I, I feel like we're talking like numbers versus letters. Like it's not even the same language in that it can be a miscalculation to say hire Sam Presti. One of the things I've been thinking about, and obviously I followed the league not as intensely as I followed the Lakers, but like Sam Presti, I don't think has done a great job over the last few years. Right. But if you were to bring a Sam Presti on board with the Lakers and he doesn't end up working out and he ends up kind of carrying on some of the mistakes that he's made over the last few years with the Oklahoma city thunder That's a miscalculation. You hired somebody who's a respected basketball person who, for a variety of different reasons, it did not work out. But the calculation, like you are, we are talking the same language in terms of what's important. The Lakers need somebody to run their basketball operations. If the basketball is not the most important part of the calculation, then what the hell are we doing? Hiring Rob Polenka to do that because you trust him, that is not a basketball reason. And he has not given you enough in the two years that he's been here, enough in the way of quality moves, unless she believes that he delivered LeBron James. That isn't something I've heard from anybody, but I guess that would be a reason. But other than that, is there anything that Rob Polenka has done basketball-wise that would allow for 
whatever calculation she comes to, his best case scenario does not approach the big executives around the league for reasons to hire them. Bob Myers, in large part, built a friggin' dynasty. Masai Ujiri has built very, very good teams in Denver and Toronto without any of the appeal of like, like if a guy like that runs a team like the Lakers and you get the appeal to be able to sign max free agents on top of that and you can get, you know, the coaches that you want, you've got money to spend on all of these resources. You give a guy like Ujiri resources like they have with the Lakers Lakers, Palinka's ceiling of what he absolutely could be, you like the calculation doesn't even come close to what the the best in the business can do. So the only way that you can arrive at the conclusion that Rob Palinka is the in your calculations, the best guy for the job is if the basketball is not what you're focusing on. And that's a problem. Look, man, like you don't have to convince me that I don't <laughs> that. I know, man. I'm just. Right? This is just my weekly therapy session, man. So yeah, just... no. Like, look, I've said before that like none of us have a good enough sense of sort of what her value system is around these types of specific decisions beyond the one hire that she made, which was the Magic Johnson hire. And the Magic Johnson hire for so we talk about calculations, right? Her hiring Magic Johnson makes sense. I don't think it was a good idea, and we saw some of the reasons why. But like, hey, I understand that from Jeannie's perspective, hiring somebody you've known for forty years, who's a basketball legend, not just in the NBA, but for the Lakers, it is part of the he is part of the Bus family. He is a made man. Okay, I get it. But Rob Palenka, because he was Kobe's agent for the last half of his career or something, come on, man. Look, man, like, I hope you're not looking for, for pushback here, right? Like, you and I are just riding, we're riding the car together, just talking trash at this point. You had mentioned earlier that your sense of or what you've heard about what Rob's role was within the organization and in terms of delivering information to Magic Johnson was was sort of this broker of information and of choices. And Magic Johnson basically waves his wand and says, I want option C. And if that's an accurate portrayal, then look, you know, the Lakers have been hit or miss with some of this stuff. And some of the moves that they've executed have actually been kind of good. Sure. Look, so few people are all bad or all good. Yes. But there's nothing about Palinka's track record that makes you say, you know, I'm going to pass up on even the opportunity to pursue some of the best and brightest in the business for this dude. No, it hasn't. I think that you or I were in that position to be making that call. It's clear which direction that we would go. I'm very interested in trying to get to the bottom of why the person who is in this position to make that call is basically saying, I see something in this person in order to be able to progress the organization forward. My bigger concerns aren't even necessarily about what Rob Palinka's ceiling is as like a thinker or a person who has bright ideas in order to continue to progress the organization forward. My concern isn't necessarily with Rob Palinka, the thinker or the person who has an ability to identify talent 
or speak to people in a way that's going to be able to get them to align themselves with him from an agent's perspective. My bigger concern is, does he have the ability to actually build bridges with other organizations in the league in order to progress the Lakers forward in a way where he has the relationships intact that people are not stonewalling him at every single turn. Because say what you want about Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak, one of the things that they were able to do consistently was make good deals for the Lakers in terms of trades with other teams. Now, the Lakers have done some of that under Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka as well. And maybe they'll continue to be able to do that at like the lower level. But you know, Mitch Kupchak was able to trade for Pal Gasol. I'd be very interested to see if Rob Palinka would ever be able to trade for a player like that. The noise around Palinka's name and how he's viewed by other teams around the league, wrapping my head around whether or not that's like sour grapes or if it's like real. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. I'm with you that if he can't function in the league in a realistic way, then that's a problem. This is why I wrote that now is the time for Jeannie independent of whatever her inner circle is saying to her, this is her time to really canvas the league and go to people that she thinks she can actually have reasonable dialogue with and people who are not going to just sort of try to play her in order to get real information from outsider perspective about what their real opinions are about the structure of the organization, the people who are in the organization, and what that really looks like. Not so that she can take their word as carte blanche, but so that she can gather more data points. Because my biggest concern right now is that she's relying on three or four people within the organization, and those perspectives are not broad enough. Right. And earlier in the show, you were talking about how, you know, she could very well be saying, oh, these people are on the outside. Like, dude, what was her reaction to how the Lakers were covered? This is fake news and all of that garbage, right? Like, that to me tells you where her mind is at, right? Like, we don't get to hear from her particularly often. So I put stock in when we do. And when she goes to the friggin' Sloan Conference of all places to talk about how we're being covered unfairly and this is, you know, all of the reporting at the deadline is all fake news and all of that, like the hubris that it takes to do that. And it's indicative of exactly what you were saying earlier in the show. She's doing the opposite of canvassing the smart people around the league to see what they think. Like, not everybody is out to get the Lakers. And like, look, this is the most hated franchise in the NBA. I will give give you that. But there was once upon a time where that was still true and we were the baddest MFers in the game, right? You had your Jerry West, your Phil Jacksons, your Pat Riley's, your Dr. Jerry Buses. People hated and feared and respected them too, but they respected them. Right. And that is not what's happening now. This is an organization that's being laughed at because rather than doing what wise people do in canvassing around the league, you're saying, oh, no, it was injuries and your fake news and all of that. And I'm going to listen to my three or four people, most of whom do not have any basketball background at all. And that's how I'm going to be making decisions going forward. So all of this, man, like, I don't know. You got anything else you want to add, man? 
No, just that I think the only thing that I would add is what day did Magic Johnson resign? Uh, it was the last day of the season, so Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. I don't remember what, what the date it was. My biggest thing is we have not heard anything from anyone. And sooner or later, I'd like to get a sense of where things are going. And if that means putting Rob Palinka on the circuit, right? Like, I prefer it's Genie Bus, but all we've gotten is reporting that the Lakers have reached out to such and such organization to speak to Monty Williams and that they've interviewed Ty Lu and that they're going to interview Jawan Howard and right like I'm very interested at this point to sort of know what is not the plan but just like hey is everyone doing all right over there I know that we could go on and on and on talking about like where things are and what's going going to happen but even the nature of this pod that we just had so much of it is based off the fact that we haven't heard anyone talk and until people actually talk, we're going to fill some of that with whatever we think is going on. They haven't said anything verbally, but they're interviewing coaches. I think we can confirm that they're interviewing Monty Williams and Ty Lu for a second in time and that Rob Palenka is leading that. That tells me enough to base this conversation off of. They don't have to say a damn thing in yes. order for me to know that Rob Polink is running the show. And we can, to me, that right there is problematic enough to be able to draw some conclusions off of. We can speculate throughout this podcast about Jeannie's reasons why. I admit that every, everything I said about the reasons why can be wrong, but we don't know enough about the what to be able to go, what the hell is going on around here? Why are you not pursuing some of the best and brightest in the game when you have the opportunity to? Because if basketball is the priority, there's no excuse for it no and that's my point is as long as people are going to stay in the shadows and not say anything about the direction of the organization no one's asking for the plan but the direction of the organization in the wake of their president of basketball operations resigning in the manner in which he resigned then this is what you're going to get and this sort of noise is only going to grow louder and louder and louder as long as this goes. And it doesn't matter if they name a head coach in the next week and a half. It doesn't. Because all of these questions are going to remain unanswered and it's going to be to nobody's satisfaction. All right. You've been listening to Laker Film Room Podcast. We will catch you guys next time. Just give me a chance to think. It takes me a little while to get wound up. I know it does take you a while to think. I think that is a cosmetic call, baby. Okay, kid, you're all right in my book. <laughs> Will you get these idiots out of here? <laughs>